Welcome to the How To Dad Podcast. My name is Devin Pierce. We are live on Mixer. Today is August 14th, 2019. Our last episode was August 7th. And we had eating together as our topic, which is a good introduction slash reminder um, as to why we should and how to make family meals a thing. If you haven't checked it out, go We'll do that. Come back to this later. Today's episode 20, and we're going to be talking about friendships. Now, the reason that uh, we're going to be talking friendships is because they are important. So, guys, each week I bring you tips, tricks for parenting, adulting, and life as a whole, sharing the tools of my toolbox with you to help you make you better prepared for life's great adventure. The How To Dad podcast is hosted and owned by myself, Devin Pierce, and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License with all rights reserved. Currently, we are available to audio listeners on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Breaker, uh, Overcast, Pocket Casts, as well as Radio Public. I did note this week on Google Podcasts, even though we've changed to the how to dad all words, we show up better on their search engine as all one word, how the number two dad, then space podcast. As that's what we originally had ourselves set up as, but uh, I changed it. And Google Podcasts has not really recognized that yet. So if you're on that platform and you're wondering why it's hard to find the show, that's why. If there is another audio podcast platform you would like to see us on, let me know. And if it's not a complete hassle, I will get it over there to you. Now today's topic is going to be a bit of an interesting one. And the reason I say that is because when it comes to friendships or be that relationships with of any kind to any other human being that we are people and people are complicated so can be the ways we interact with each other now in the series of three that we just recently finished our raising resilient children series we touch on how empathy or the ability to see things from and understand them from another person's perspective is key to formulating the early friendships. And realistically, all of your friendships, especially in the early stages. So let's start by at the beginning. When our child, children, child, children, however many you have, use the appropriate vernacular, are school age and they are just starting to develop relationships with their peers. One of the first things that you will notice if you haven't had a child there yet already, um, is that there is this thing that the staff like to do for the small children where they refer to all the students as friends. You know, friends, come sit down, please. Can someone help one of our friends? They seem to be having trouble over here. Our friends, friends, can you come help your friend? 
And it drives me a bit crazy. Because they, like, overuse the term. But I personally don't agree with it because it can misconstrue the definition of the term and also becomes very confusing to the children when they don't actually like the person, but you're telling them that they are friends. And sometimes you also have the children. I'm friends with everybody in my class. Okay. Well, what's their names? Uh, they wore a blue shirt today. But what's their name? I have always stressed with all of the children that have gone through this household... If you don't know their name, you can't call them your friend. They are an associate, a peer, a classmate. They are not your friend if you don't know their name. Or their moniker if they're, you know, your internet friend. Which, by the way, you guys can find me pretty much anywhere. Brown SO. However, the logic in this is that they are trying to build an inclusive environment where... Everyone will be friends. So I do understand why they're doing it. However, calling someone your friend and feeling the empathy towards them to be a friend are two very different things. As you get older, you do realize that all relationships, no matter how small or how far-fetched and crazy they might be, are still a type of relationship. Whether that be between you and a coworker, you and your boss, or even you and your boss's family, because you know you do tend to kind of blur lines the more you get to know people. As such, with these realizations, you you do realize that these things are kind of on a scale or a spectrum. I know that word gets thrown a lot of likes, so don't really thrown around. I know that word gets thrown around a lot. So I don't particularly like using the term spectrum, but it is true. There is a variety of degrees to the types of relationships that we hold with the different people around us. You're, you're not going to get along with everybody. And even if you are the most empathetic person in the entirety of the world, simply because not everyone else will have empathy for you. So... Maybe, yeah, you want to be their best friend, but they aren't going to get along with you because they don't want to. It's that simple. By teaching our children the basics of empathy so that they can understand other people around them, we are setting them up with a foundation to discover and grow all sorts of relationships. And that's kind of the key thing here. So what are some of these benefits of having relationships or friendships in your small children? Well, firstly, when we're going to school, these things teach us important school... Or, not school skills. These things teach us important social skills, such as sharing, playing fair, managing our emotions, and even how to resolve conflicts. Ad admittedly, that may take a little bit more time and does involve some adult intervention at times, but that is what they're learning from those interactions, right? Our friendships also teach us how to build our self-esteem, uh, or self-confidence, rather, by letting us set goals 
develop new beliefs or values outside of those from our home and solving a variety of problems because our friends will get us into different kinds of trouble than our siblings will. So I'm told. I don't have siblings. I have a lot of kids, though. I see it all the time. Terrible influences on each other. But they're having fun, right? As long as nobody's getting hurt. And it also gives us the opportunity to learn about our strengths and talents. Our friends tend to get us to try different things or encourage us to fail miserably uh, when we can't do things. But it really does help expand our knowledge of ourselves. And that's kind of a really important understanding to have as you grow older. Now, as a parent, there are some things you can do to encourage healthy friendships from home. One of those things is to ask your children to invite their friends over and then make sure you can provide a safe place for fun play. Um, also, take note if your child has shared or trusted others to take their turn, even if they've just helped a friend solve one of their own problems, especially as they use their imagination to contribute to the play that's going on. And we've talked about this before in the podcast. This is, you know, underlining tone that connects all the things and stuffs and stuffs and things. If the only time you are giving your child attention is when they're behaving poorly, well, then you're teaching them that the only way to get attention is to behave poorly. So it really is important that we give our children attention when they are doing the good things and stuffs and stuffs and things. I don't think I can actually say either of those words without going off into that entire tangent anymore. Another one of the things that we can do at home is to be sure that we are teaching our children how to apologize and to be meaningful when we do that. It's not just about saying, I'm sorry. Uh, especially in a larger or more serious violation of family rules, we always try to ask our children how they are going to show that they are sorry. Uh, the idea being that words don't fix the problem. There needs to be an action taken to prevent it from happening again. Uh, we also encourage our children to explain why they are apologizing to the other person so the other person can either accept that this... Uh, accept what they're saying and say, you know, okay, yeah, you're apologizing for that. Good, right? Or perhaps what actually bothered them wasn't what you think you should be apologizing for. So if you just say, I'm sorry, they assume that you know what bothered them or hurt them or was just what you did to wrong them, right? By specifying, I'm saying sorry because of this, the other person then has an opportunity to accept the apology or correct the apology. I don't care that you broke my toy. I'm upset with you because you didn't tell me you broke my toy. And then they can apologize for the correct thing and they can correct the proper behavior that upset the other person. So it's very important um, when you're teaching your children to apologize for things. There is a quick little story I have for you guys about that as well that really brings home the importance of this. 
And I often see it as a meme on social media where there's a photo of a broken plate and on the top of the photo it'll say, I'm sorry. And then at the bottom of the photo, it asks, did that fix the plate? Obviously it didn't. You're not magical. Um, in my opinion, while this shows that an apology verbally is where we should start, and that it shows that we have recognized when we have done something wrong, there is still more that needs to be done. So that is why it is important to teach your children the proper way to apologize to other people. People who can apologize genuinely are showing that they have the empathy to see things from the other person's perspective and understand how they have wronged them. And also, it makes you feel like they're a good person because they are willing to admit their own faults and try to do better with you. And that is a really key aspect to establishing a long, fruitful friendship. Something else to consider is that children will sometimes have a difficulty entering into an already started activity. And it's up to us to help them with this by giving suggestions on how to join into a game or activity that's already going on. Opposite of that as well, we need to be teaching our children how to act or respond when someone interrupts what they are doing to ask to join, um, to be included. Nobody wants to be not included, right? We want to be part of groups. We want to be part of friends circles. That's why video games have guilds and streamers have communities and all sorts of stuff like that, right? We all want to belong somewhere. We want to feel a connection to the world around us. So by teaching our children that it is okay for somebody to want to come and join us and be included in our group, that that is a good thing. It makes them more receptive to people coming into the group from the outside. And it also gives them the confidence to be that outsider trying to work their way in because naively we assume that everybody has the same education we do and that people are going to be just as nice to us as we would to them which doesn't always work out but that's where you as a parent kind of come in and to help ease the transition when you are able to but there's definitely two sides to that coin you know teaching them how to integrate and teaching them to accept new integration when it comes to your children's relationship with their peers at school there are only a few things we can really do as parents. I mean, we don't want to be interfering with every aspect of their lives. We, we're just there to set them up, right? It's like orientation on a new job site or at a new place of employment. They give you all the basics and then they set you up with somebody else who knows the place better in the hopes that you will catch on and not die. It's kind of the same thing. I'm very blunt with that, but it, I, I worked in uh, industrial construction for 10 years and uh, I always laughed at orientations because a lot of places I worked at, if something went wrong, we were all going to die. We didn't really need to know where the muster points were. It was just going to be a ball of flame and death. But it was the thought that counted, right? No. <laughs> I digressed. 
some of the things that we can do for our children with the relationships they develop at school is to get to know those friends, um, inviting them over as an example, and also getting to know the families of those friends. Even if you don't particularly maybe like the parents or maybe you don't like the kid, it's not about you or your relationship with the kid or the parents. It's more about establishing that basic interaction so that you can grow from there. It's a lot easier to approach someone about a concern you have with their child's behavior if you have some sort of relationship. Even if it's just, you know, you had a quick coffee with them when you brought your kids to their place to play or vice versa, you've already broken the ice for that interaction. So when their kid comes back over to your place and your, their kid does something you don't approve of, you can be more comfortable in approaching them, even if you don't like them, right? And be like, hey, you know, your kid was over, this happened, and this is not really what we want to see for behaviors our child wants to emulate. And I don't know if that's how you guys are okay with things or not. But by breaking the ice, by establishing that early on relationship, it makes it easier for you to have a healthy, positive relationship going forward with their friends and their friends' parents in case things don't really work out. And also, you might bring it to the attention of those parents something they didn't even know was a problem. Side note, the other side of this, when somebody comes to you because your kid was just playing with their kid at their house and they have a concern, be open-minded. <laughs> Don't jump down their throats. Take everything in stride, guys. This is really key. By showing an interest in your child's friends and their friend's family, you're showing an interest in what they have an interest in, which is something else that we've talked about on the podcast. Even if you have no idea what you're doing or how it works, showing an interest in your children's interests shows an interest in them as a person and will build your relationship with your kids. At the end of the day, also, when you show a child... When your child... When your child comes home from school and is talking to you about the friends that they're making at school, try to be enthusiastic about this. And you don't have to be like, over-the-top, excited, crazy parent. No. Just ask questions. That's all you need to do, guys. So, you know, whether those questions are like, what is the best thing you like about this person? Or what is the best thing to do with this person? Or what are things that you guys have done together? Even if you haven't met the kid yet, you're showing that initial interest, which could lead into meeting that child, having them over for a play date, meeting their parents. It's a domino effect, right? But by asking questions with your kids, and don't be judgmental with your questions either, guys. If you hear of a behavior that maybe, or an activity that the children are doing that is inappropriate or would be considered inappropriate at the school, Stay enthusiastic, stay positive, get through your list of questions to get to know this person without actually meeting them vicariously through your child. And then after all the positivity, you know, after the honey, give them the axe. All right, well, I'm glad you had fun today. I'm glad you made this new friend. However, 
don't do this at school, don't do that at school, don't do this at school, you will get in trouble. These kinds of things, right? And try your best to, when you are critiquing their day, to keep it positive, especially positive on the side of building and growing the relationship with a person so that they know it's okay to have this person as a friend, but maybe the two of you need to make better choices, right? Well, you do, probably. Friends are, friends are an interesting mix of people, aren't they? If your children are at that age where they're just entering into school and you would like some more ideas about encouraging the empathy side of things that are necessary for building upon friendships, go back to episode 17, Raising Resilient Children, stage three. We talk about this and we talk about a couple of activities that you can do both at home or your teachers could be doing at school if you'd like to give them a suggestion um, to building both empathy as well as friendships. And that, that's kind of all I got for that. <laughs> Jumped out of my own notes again. Once your children, however, start to get older and they draw their independence from home, which we also learned from that same previously mentioned episode, starts as early as nine years of age. As a parent, it becomes more difficult to guide our children into making positive friendships. And there is a bit of a double-edged sword towards the aspect of regulating our children's various relationships. That being said, if you have done your best, or if you're just starting out and it's a little late in the game, don't worry. Just do your best, guys. Always showing, by example, empathy towards your children, it is more likely that they will find comfort in their relationship to you. And why that's important as they get older is because we want them to come to us when they are in need of assistance. If our children know that they can come to us with their problems because we will feel empathy and see things from their perspective, whether it be about friends or decisions they're trying to make, when they come to us, they know it's safe to do so. And it gives them us the opportunity on their terms to encourage a good choice, or which may in turn influence the people they call friends. You can't just stand there and tell them this person or this person are or aren't your friends. You need to put down the foundation so they have the understanding that you respect them as a human being, and then they will come to you when they need help. There is a fine line between being a good parent and being a friend to your child, and they both have positives and negatives um, depending on how you want to raise your children. My best suggestion to you guys is just... Be empathetic to your children, and they will seek that empathy for comfort when they really need it. And if you're doing a, a bang-up job of raising your kids, they might never come to you with a problem because you've taught them how to solve their own problems. But there will always be a time where they could just use somebody to bounce ideas off of. Even if all you do is listen to your kids, unless they ask you for help. And maybe you can say, would you like my help solving this problem? case they're having trouble getting the courage to ask you but don't push it on them now as we all know when you become an adult and especially when you become a parent our prior 
Our priorities are ever-changing. And maintaining friendships does become more of a project. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that we actually have to put an effort into it. Um, you have to make the choice to prioritize at least some of the time in your life maintaining your friendships. And like, way back, way back, on episode four, I, I didn't realize it was that early on in the episode that we talked about this, but I, apparently, back on episode four, we touched on the parenting and friendships a bit as we discussed remembering our parenting friends. That was the topic of that episode. At the end of the episode, I did give a homework assignment for those who may be interested in rebuilding or strengthening relationships that they have as an adult. So if you would like, go back to episode four, go check out that homework assignment, and you might learn something about that. And also we talked about some pros and cons and some reasonings behind the changes in our relationships with our friends as adults and as parents. One of the really reoccurring things that we talk about on this channel, guys, is how as a parent, as an adult even, we are role models not only for our own children, but for the children around us. And if we want our children to have empathy and our child to have good, healthy relationships that are with good people, then we need to show them what that looks like. Again, I invite you to go back to the episode and check out what I had to say on episode four. But if you look at your own relationships with the people you interact with, if they aren't healthy, positive relationships, chances are your children aren't going to make healthy, positive relationship choices. And maybe you need to do some uh, self-reflection there. Just an idea. This week's question that I pose to you guys it's got two parts possibly do you know your children's friends and if you don't how are you going to change that as always guys you can get in touch with me via twitter or email with crownesso or crownesso at gmail.com c-r-o-w-n-e-s-s -S, the number zero and as always, down below the bridge where all the trolls live in the comment section of the YouTube replay. Also, those are some ways that you guys can get in touch with me if you would like to come on the show as a guest to talk about a particular topic, or if you'd like to get in touch with me about becoming a more permanent co-host. Uh, those are the same ways you can get in touch with me if you would like to... I already read that part. Tomorrow, Thursday, August 15th, there will be a new uh, dad's class available. Um, in the class, we discuss what is masculinity and how do we define a man. Sadly, however, because of working on getting that done, I have not yet edited last week's podcast, uh, so it's still not available to audio listeners at this time, and I, I apologize for that. That is my goal of the next thing I'm going to try and get done today. And then I also went and reorganized my studio for those of you watching a visual version of the podcast. And I also have some work-related things that have been going on. So I have not yet planned the next couple of episodes of the podcast. 
I do have an episode list of things I would like to talk about in the future, though. So, date's not set, but we're going to be talking about ages and stages for childhood development. We're going to be talking about moving with kids, which we actually have a video on the YouTube channel as a dad's class about moving with small children. We're going to dig into that a little bit deeper in the future. We're going to talk about showing children love in different ways, using the varieties of love languages. We're going to also have an episode where we're going to talk about the different chores that are appropriate for children at different ages and how to gauge your child for whether or not they can actually do a chore. Um, we just did the Basics of Building Friendships episode, so I can go ahead and check that off the list. And I also would like to get... I feel like we kind of talked about how to apologize with this episode as well. But maybe we'll dig into that a little deeper in the future. Uh, we're going to have a debate one of these days. I'm going to try and find somebody who is on the opposite side of the spectrum as myself. And we're going to talk about homework, whether or not it is a positive or negative thing for your child's education. We're also going to get in touch with some people who do some homeschooling here around town. And we're going to talk about the benefits and cons of homeschooling versus public schooling. And we're going to, going to be talking about in the future grandparenting versus grand babysitting or grand daycare. Because there is a difference. Um... And another topic that's come up recently that I've added to the list is punishment follow-through when having to punish yourself to be following through on your own word. So those are a couple of things that will be coming up in the future for the podcast, and I hope you guys look forward to them. If you guys have any suggestions as well, by all means, use the previously mentioned ways to communicate as a way to let me know what you guys think I should come up on the podcast with. There's always room for more. Also, regardless of how you guys are supporting the podcast, whether it is as an auditory listener on the YouTube replays or just by liking and sharing my tweets on Twitter, thank you for helping out. I appreciate it. Every little bit helps. Also, if you're new to following or subscribing or participating in any way, shape, or form, just for you new people, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Alright guys, have yourselves a great night. And of course, for the YouTube replay, we're going to be popping up the episode I mentioned about Raising Resilient Children Stage 3. And we're also going to be coming on down here with Episode 4. You guys go ahead and check those out. Wow.